Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Saturday, November 5th, 2022, and this is day 1690 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you above all others. Thank you so much for creating this beautiful day for us. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to understand uh, the importance for us to go forth and do exactly what you've given us to do for today. Help us to just focus on today, let go of yesterday and not worry about tomorrow because we've got more than enough <laughs> to do today for you. I thank you, Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask my Lord that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> Glory to God, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning in. Today's message is Legacy Makers. Mm -hmm. God is using you to change the trajectory of your family line, of your heritage group, you know, your, your, um, uh, the legacy that you're going to leave for future generations, and also the change that will take place even for yourself, that you'll get to see it also. But future generations will benefit from it greatly. We're going to be coming out of Numbers chapter 27, verses 1 through 11. We're talking about five women who were daughters to a gentleman who only had girls. And back in those days, to have only girls was not great. You needed some boys because the boys were the ones to carry out the family legacy. Girls were not. And these girls took a stand. And I, I've shared this one a few times, but it's one of my favorites. So <laughs> I'm sharing it again today. So Numbers 27, starting at verse one, it says, the daughters of Zelophad, son of Hefer, the son of Gilead, the son of Makur, the son of Manasseh, belong to the clans of Manasseh, son of Joseph. The names of the daughters were Malah, Noah, Hagla, Milka, and Terza. They came forward and stood before Moses, Eliezer the priest, the leaders, and the whole assembly at the entrance to the tent of meeting and said, now listen to this. They said, our father died in the wilderness. He was not among Korah's followers. So they're saying he he literally uh, died naturally. Well, we'll get into that. So they said he did not follow, you know, after uh, Korah um, and uh, his followers who did evil, who banded together against the Lord. But he died for his own sin and left no sons. Now, just to give an idea of what's happening here, the older generation 
had to die off because of their sins. So uh, after the death of those who were 20 years and older, um, they had died off uh, because the, they, God said they would not inherit the promised land because of their disobedience. So now we've got, you know, and of course, Moses, Eliezer, you know, the, the priests, those people were there that were older. And uh, Caleb and Joseph were also, I mean, Caleb and, and uh, oh, oh, Joshua, Caleb and Joshua were the only uh, two from, uh, besides um, Moses and uh, the priest of the older generation that was left. So think about this. It's over a million people. And now these younger people have no parents. They're the ones now leading. They're the ones that's creating a new legacy. And these daughters stood up before everyone and shared what was going on with them. And they explained that he died for his own sin, which I said before was a natural death, and left no sons. Why should our father's name disappear from his clan because he had no son? So again, that son carried out the legacy. He got the majority uh, of the inheritance so that he could lead the family and take care of the family. But in this case, there was no son to do it. So here's what these five daughters said. They said, give us property among our father's relatives. So Moses brought their case before the Lord and the Lord said to him, what Zelophat's daughters are saying is right. Now that really blew me away. Look at, look at how God stands up for I mean, he stands up for what's right. He is right. He's righteousness. He's, he's you know, sovereign. He's everything. Um, and he says, they're right. You must certainly give them property as an inheritance among their father's relatives and give their father's inheritance to them. Say to the Israelites, if a man dies and leaves no son, give his inheritance to his daughter. If he has no daughter, give his inheritance to to his brothers. If he has no brothers, give his inheritance to his father's brothers. If his father had no brothers, give his inheritance to the nearest relative in his clan that he may possess it. This is to have the force of law. Mm -hmm. This is a new law now <laughs> for the Israelites as the Lord commanded Moses powerful. These women took a stand. Let me not get ahead of myself. Okay. All right. So <laughs> we can advocate for ourselves, wondering who we are sometimes. And God has shown us all along who you are. It's right there in the mirror <laughs> and inside of you. You've got this greatness in you that God wants to bring out of you. And it's time to do it. Here's what Psalms 139 and 13 through 14 says. It says, for you created my inmost being. This is David speaking. You knit me together in my mother's womb. 
I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. So when we know this about ourselves, we can't help but accomplish great things for the Lord. So let's look at these daughters. Uh, let's learn. What can we learn from them? They First of all, they were amazing. <laughs> and here's the first thing, point one, point number one. Uh, they knew who they were and they knew who their father was and stood up for his character and for their dignity. They knew that they too were deserving of their family's property, even though the law stated that only sons could receive the property. They came together on one accord in unity to take a stand against the status quo. They were fearless and did things decently and in order, right? They stated the facts. They got to the main message immediately. They didn't waste any time. They did not beat around the bush. They were very clear and precise about what they were asking for. So there was no doubt. Moses didn't have to say, well, I wonder what they mean by that. Uh, could you say more? Or or he could go and take it to God and get it get it twisted because maybe they didn't make it clear. Oh, they made it very clear. They were not intimidated by the powerful men they had to stand before. They said, give us property among our father's relatives. Point blank. That's what we're here for. And because they stood up for themselves, Moses listened to them and took it to the Lord. And the Lord said, <laughs> what Zelophehad's daughters are saying is right. You must certainly give them property as an inheritance among their father's relatives and give their father's inheritance to them. And this says so much about all the people involved. Moses, he was the leader. He could have said, I don't want to hear that. You're going to do what I said. No, he wasn't this power over <laughs> as we share and talk about in trainings that I have the opportunity to do with them. Anyway, uh, but it's power with. So he's saying, okay, I hear you. Even though you're women, I hear you. I uphold your dignity. I am not going to just discredit what you're saying and, and assume that um, my way of doing it is the best way of doing it based upon my perspective. He didn't do that. He took it to the Lord. I love that. This whole story has so much and I, I, there's so much that we can pull out of this that we can extract that's so amazing. Um, but yeah, so please continue to study it and extract even more out of it. Because of these five women's stance, they changed history. <laughs> God changed the law because they advocated for themselves for what was right. So point number two, and I think I missed saying point number two a long time ago here. Uh, <laughs> in what areas of your life has God shown you to take a stand, to change the legacy, to make a new legacy? Mm. See, understanding your God-given gifts will help you do that for yourself, to advocate for yourself. Share your, begin to share your gifts with others. Begin to use your gifts 
to do what God has called you to do. It's going to happen naturally, right? It is naturally. So knowing your gifts help you to say no when someone wants you to do something outside of your area of gifting. It helps you with self-control. So if someone were to say to you, hey, uh, I need you to come down here and, and help me with doing swimming lessons. Well, you know, that's not your area of gifting. And it would be very easy to say, no, but thanks for the offer. <laughs> uh, the secondly, understanding your personality, your style, right, will help you advocate also for yourself, which is going to change the your family history's legacy. So um, knowing your personality styles in which we did this kind of we did this with a group of ladies and and went through that process, um, it helps you with self-control as well and your approach to addressing the issue. Truly knowing who you are makes a difference. And these women knew who they were. They knew their father did did a great work with them. Right. Uh, And their mom, too, I would imagine. But they stood up for themselves, whereby changing their whole history's uh, legacy, not only for them, but for, for other women as well. You know, from other clans, everybody. <laughs> God said, this is now in the law. I, I just, yeah, that, that really did something for me. So I think about my sister, Jill, when we, I would say maybe about, I don't know, it might have been like 20 years ago or 18 years ago, we uh, started a bakery together. But let me tell you why. We started this bakery and the name of it was Big Mamas. And I'll tell you why and how that came about. So when my sister... Jill married uh, her first husband and and we all married young. We were like 19 when we married. I don't know if Jill was 18 or 19 because one of the things, the rules of our household was when we turned 18, my mother said we had to get out. We needed to leave. So many of uh, back then it was like, okay, all right. Nowadays, you know, we like, no, don't get married that young. Uh, So anyway, she uh, married uh, her husband and they had went, they had gone to school together and she stayed with uh, his, his mom and dad, I think, for a little while. Uh, but while being there or over there frequently anyway, she would sit up under her mother-in-law while her mother-in-law made these delicious homemade rolls and cinnamon rolls. You know, it was one of those kind of recipes that you could have that recipe all day long, but they wouldn't turn out like Big Mama's if you made them without knowing the process. (laughs) You can figure out a way to make them. I remember making them the first time Jill gave me the recipe and mine turned into like a rock when I cooked them out of the oven. They were so hard. So it's a process. So she set up under her I know for a while, I don't know if it was a year, you know, just hanging out because Big Mama was a good cook. She cooked and she probably didn't even measure things. You know, that's kind of how you do. There's certain things I I love to cook, too, and I don't measure everything. I just know how to put stuff together. And uh, she learned how to make these rolls. And I would say for a good 15 years or 10 years plus years. She used to make these 
dinner rolls and cinnamon rolls, Jill did, and would give them out to all of us for Christmas presents. And it was just something we looked forward to, (laughs) getting these delicious homemade rolls and cinnamon rolls. So one day, uh, this was some years later, we were all talking and the three of us, uh, three of us sisters, there's five of us sisters, but three of us in Kansas City, um, we were talking about, let's come together and start a business. And I had just closed my one business that I had. And and I always said I didn't want to be in partnership with anybody because <laughs> it is a marriage when you're in a partnership. And I already have one marriage and that was enough. Well, my sisters and I, we were really close anyway, best friends. So it didn't take much for me to change my mindset on that. And, uh, you know, the product was amazing. So it was just a matter of, you know, introducing the product, setting up the business plan, using all of our gifts and talents together to make this happen. Kind of like those five sisters. They use their gifts and talents. So anyway, Jill taught me and Joyce how to make those dinner rolls and cinnamon rolls. And it took a while. It wasn't an overnight fix. I wrote the business plan. Joyce was the tech person and Jill was the money person and and the, you know, handled the books and and um taught us how to make the bread and the cinnamon the cinnamon rolls. And uh, you know, we ended up doing those and in Raytown for five years we had a bakery and then uh moved to Crown Center for another five years with the bakery. Well, the most important part about this story is she changed the legacy of that family. She put them on the map. We all worked together to make it happen, but she was the one that had the idea. She's the one that had uh, the know-how on making the product. And she, a big mama, her mother-in-law at that time, had several children and several grandchildren. But for some reason, Jill was the one that took it to the next level. I mean, and her children supported us. They came and bought their mother's product from us. (laughs) They got a family discount though. But it was just a beautiful thing to see. And even now, when I go places, (laughs) people say, big mamas. You know, that legacy is there. And my brother-in-law and my uh, one sister, they, my other sister has since divorced. Well, he's got the store, you know, on uh, Bannister, but it's not the same, I will say. Uh, it is not the same. And because it's not that same product as it was the original, Right not slamming his store. I'm sure he's got some good things going on there. But the original Big Mamas uh, came from Jill because she learned and she set up under her and then it changed the whole history of that family because everybody knew who Big Mama was. And we would share the story. When people would come in, they'd go, who's Big Mama? And, you know, even my own mom, she would come and and uh, people start calling her Big Mama. <laughs> and she would sit out in front of the store at Crown Center and greet the people and hug on them and love on them. And, 
it was just a wonderful thing. But to see that change take place because of my sister's dedication and commitment to making sure the work was right, even today, I very rarely will make them at home. (laughs) I was just so used to making them in gigantic uh, batches, but she makes them still at home and uh, not on a regular. So don't go calling her. But anywho, uh, my kids will go, did I Jill make some cinnamon rolls or dinner rolls? (laughs) They don't say, mama, did you make any? Because they know I haven't made any. And Jill will say, no, not yet, but I'm making some and I'm going to have, I've got some in the freezer or whatever. It's something special about that legacy. What legacy has God given you to make a change? You are a legacy maker. And in order to do this, you must advocate for yourself. You must make the change. It's all about you knowing who you are first and saying, you know what? I'm capable. God's got me. God has given me this to do. Go forth and do it, whatever it is. I promise you, you won't be sorry. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is the ultimate legacy that we have, to be with Jesus for eternity. You know why? Because God changed history. Because of the sin of Adam and Eve, he gave his son as the ultimate sacrifice and the final sacrifice so that we could be forgiven and so that we can be reconciled back to him through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ, who died on that cross and rose up victorious over death, over hell and the grave so that we could have another chance. But the key is, It's our choice. It's up to you. He doesn't force himself on anybody. And we only have one of two destinations, either heaven or hell. It is your choice. Oh, I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. And uh, check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on TZoneKC.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community with our youth. We'll be with them today. And I'm excited. We're teaching them about t-shirt making. Well, my daughter, Dee Dee, is going to be teaching us how to make t-shirts so that we can go forth. And if you want to order any, we'll we'll get them out there somehow on our website and, and you can order them. The kids are going to design them and then they're going to produce them and then we're going to sell them to help bring an income stream into Transition Zone. So we thank you so much for your support because we could not do this without you. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.